Welcome to the Brand Spanking New Podcast yet again. I'm your host, Brock Adams. Crazy week, I must say. From the FBI saying that they are idiots and didn't really pay attention to the steaming pile of sexual assault claims against Larry Nasser, to Ben Simmons playing chicken with the Sixers, to the passing of Norm McDonald's. R.I.P. to the star of Dirty Jobs, or as he's known in SNL folklore, Turd Ferguson. We begin this week by discussing a big talking point for a lot of talking heads all over the national sports media, specifically the rising stars of rookie quarterbacks. And should we play them? Should we not? I want to focus my attention on a specific quarterback in the NFC North, Justin Fields. So, This past week, there was a very interesting game as the Bears played host to the Bengals and their star, Andy Dalton, went out and Justin Fields was forced onto the field with Andy Dalton being injured. Okay, This is something that a lot of Bears fans were really anticipating. Now, Fields, he played okay. Nothing exceptional. Threw a pick. uh, Made a nice rushing first down. Like He played all right for being a rookie in his first game, official NFL game. The interesting thing, though, is following this, everyone's like, oh, see, that's right. We knew Justin Fields couldn't play. You know, he, we need to, you know, put him back in the bullpen. We need to just have him sit. We need to just, you know, let him learn. He needs to just be, before he can really become a professional athlete, he really needs to just get his feet set. We don't want to rush him in and get him damaged too soon because, heaven forbid, he deal with some adversity in his life. To which my response to that is, why are we treating him like he's just entering his first day of kindergarten? Why are we babying the two-time Big Ten player of the year, guy who won multiple championships in the Big Ten as Ohio State's quarterback, who arguably, before he was injured, before the COVID season, was, do we take this guy or Trevor Lawrence? Why are we babying him like, we don't know if he'll be able to handle the pass rush of Aaron Donald. Well, or Aaron Donald. No one is able to handle the pass rush of Aaron Donald. Like, it's, it's something that every quarterback should be afraid of in their life. Why are we treating Justin Fields like he's this insecure child who has a hard time dealing with peer pressure? We're not talking about this with any other quarterback. No one's talking about, well, should we play Trevor Lawrence? No, they're like, no, feed him to the wolves. Let him go get demolished by the Denver Broncos defense, which he was. Like, Lawrence, after that first drive, was horrendous. No one's saying, like, well, I don't know. Is he ready to play? Well, yeah, he's ready to play. He's a grown man. He knows how to play. He's going to get his licks. That's that's life, people. No one's saying this about Zach Wilson, who threw four picks. Two of his first passes were interceptions. No one's saying this about Zach Wilson. Well, is he ready? I, d- I don't know. You know, he is a Zuby. He doesn't drink caffeine. I don't know if we can put him on the same field as Nagdamakan Sue. I don't know if he's ready for that. No one's saying this about Mac Jones. This is a guy who looked like an overweight car salesman at the draft camp. No one's saying this about Mac Jones. Like, he's an average quarterback. He was great at, at Alabama because of the arsenal of weapons on his side. Everyone can say the same thing about Justin Fields. Okay, Mac Jones didn't break a rib in a in a game and then throw a touchdown the next play against a team up north. No, Mac Jones didn't do that. Why are we babying Justin Fields? Why are we treating him like he's not a grown adult? Why are we treating him like, well, adversity is going to be tough? They don't even they're not even saying this about Trey Lance. 
if Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured tomorrow and Trey Lance has played far fewer games in his collegiate career, like he's he has not even had the same level of of excitement as far as like the games he's playing and he hasn't played in top tier games. He never made it to the playoffs. And I get it. You went to North Dakota state. I totally understand that's a top tier program playing North Dakota state and your rival North Dakota in the bowl game next to Mount Rushmore with about 7,000 screaming fans is a lot different than playing in the fiesta bowl in the stadium holding a hundred thousand nutcases. Like there's a big difference between the pressures that Justin Herbert, that Joe Burrow and Justin Fields and Justin Herbert have all felt compared to what Trey Lance has. So I hate the idea that if Trey Lance were to go in, no one's gonna be like, well, is he ready? Look, no, he's, he's ready. He can handle it. Why are we talking about this with Justin Fields? Why are we treating him like a baby? When Justin Herbert started last year, no one was saying, well, is he ready? Like, no, he's ready. And look at what Justin Herbert's doing. Like, did you watch the Cowboys game yesterday? He was incredible. He was amazing. They weren't saying that about Justin Herbert last year. Joe Burrow, same thing, number one pick. Now, I get it. Joe Burrow was a phenom. Joe Burrow led the greatest team in the history of college sports. Again, I'm biased. But Joe Burrow was incredible. And even when Joe Burrow was throwing picks, everyone was like, well, is he ready? No, they were never saying that. They were they were treating him like a grown adult man who knows how to play football, who's dealt with adversity. Why are we treating Justin Fields like he just has a pacifier learned taking out of his mouth and he's just learned to be potty trained? Why are we babying him? He was never babied at Ohio State. He was never babied at Georgia. When he didn't win the job, he's like, okay, I'm not going to beat Jake Fromm because you're biased for this guy. Great, I'm going to go play somewhere else. And he was the greatest quarterback in Ohio State football history. Talk to any Buckeye. They'll tell you. They love Justin Fields way more than Dwayne Haskins or JT Barrett or Troy Smith or Terrell Pryor. The list goes on. They think he's the greatest quarterback they've ever had. They're rightly so. Like He is. Why are we treating him like he doesn't know how to say the alphabet? Why are we treating him like he hasn't taken the ACT? Why are we treating him like... It's his first time on a date, and I'm really worried how he's going to be on the doorstep with this girl. Quit babying him. Like, he's a grown man. Treat him like he who he really is. He's going to get hit. He's going to have difficult situations. He's not this sheltered kid that's going to just shut up and say, well, I guess I'm going to go into hibernation mode like Ben Simmons. No. He's a grown adult. Treat him like that. He did this in college football. Why can't he do it now? Speaking of college football... It's the same story, a lot of the same things going back and forth, a few things that have you know changed, a few big stories. The biggest one was Clay Helton getting fired from USC, which we all know that's two years overdue. I mean, that's not a shocker there. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian struggles at Texas. like They, they lost their opener. Uh, he's not blowing everybody out like he was the great OC at Alabama. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, I thought this was ironic, Jim Harbaugh renamed a drill to call, they called it Beat Ohio State. As he should have known this, this is his fifth year in maize and blue, and now he's saying that you know maybe we should start considering them as our rival. Well, good pickup on this one. I think college football is fascinating in the sense that all of these dynasties, these teams that were just phenomenal, like USC and Texas and Michigan, all these teams that were great when we just entered Afghanistan, they're pretty bad now. Like Michigan, I get it. Yeah, you blew out a team at home field. That's great. You know, I'm surprised you didn't lose to Appalachian State, but Michigan's still going to struggle on the road. USC, you can't find a coach. Nobody wants to go there. Everyone's talking about, well, who's going to be the next guy? Is it James Franklin? If I'm James Franklin, why would I leave? 
Penn State. Why would I say, yeah, you know what? I want to go to a school that's disorganized, that's fired two athletic directors, gone through four coaches, got rid of Lane Kiffin, who's now the savior in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm going to take that job where I could stay here at Penn State, still make a ton of money, still be considered relevant, even though I don't win any big games, and not worry about my job being fired because there's no way they're, wor- they're, they're worried about like firing a coach after the travesty they just dealt with for the past 30 years. Why would James Franklin take the USC job? All, it's just fascinating to me, these, these huge perennial powers like USC and Texas and Michigan. What are you doing? Like, what, What's your big MO now? Jim Harbaugh, your big MO is that you came up with a drill to beat your team that has more, they have more five and four star recruits on their roster now than you've had in the last three years total. And this is your thing? You came up with a new drill? I just don't understand how these perennial powers, these dominant teams, if you saw Texas, if you saw USC, if you saw Michigan on your schedule, you're like, this is going to be a tough game. If you see them on your schedule now, you're like, it's a cupcake game. They lost to Appalachian State. They lost to Stony Brook. They just fired their coach after two games. I think we're okay. And that's the change in all these pro- these programs. They were incredible programs now they're not. And these are things that we already know. And I think that kind of ties into the biggest story this week, that it's shocking because these are all things that we already knew. Like we know if I see Danny DeVito on the short on the street, I'm going to say, yeah, I know you're as short as a midget. That's not, that's not news to me. Or like if someone came to me and said, hey, did you see that Reddit thread that Ellen DeGeneres is a terrible human being, even though she's got her own daytime talk show? I'm like, yeah, we all know that. Like Ellen DeGeneres is an awful person. Like this isn't news. These are things that are not new. I hate the cliche phrase that people can't change because I feel people can change. People can make decisions. People can adjust their behaviors. But the crazy thing about what we know in the NFL is that the same person that a lot of these people have been for the last few years, that's exactly who they are. Like for example, one of the biggest things came out this week, Tua Tagovailoa got hurt playing the the Dolphins are playing and the Bills just destroyed them. Tagovailoa got hit on a sack and he's out. And everyone's like, oh, two is hurt. It's like, yeah, we've known this. That's been his track record. Now, I'm not hating on Tua. I like Tua. Great quarterback. Very accurate. Smaller guy. But this has kind of been his thing. He's always hurt. He's never stayed on the field. Whether it's an ankle injury or ribs or knees or now it's broken ribs. It's like, okay, he's hurt. We know this. You know, this isn't this isn't like rocket science or something that's like this is this isn't discovering the theory of relativity. This is like, oh yeah, we know this, but we're still going to keep playing him. Same thing like Ben Roethlisberger, like the analysts are saying now. Oh, he's slow. Well, yeah, he's always been slow. That's his thing. He he's named after a a marquee piece of architecture that doesn't move. That's his nickname. He's not Kyler Murray. He is slow. And he's not getting any faster now. Like you're watching the Steelers game against the Raiders. It's like, wow, Roethlisberger looks really slow. Have you seen him move faster than when he's offered an all-you-can-eat buffet at Burger King? No, he doesn't move fast. Same thing with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz could hurt. Everyone's like, oh, uh, this is this is crazy. No, it, this is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has always hurt. All of these things, like these... These statements, like these are their biggest characteristics, and they were blatantly obvious. You can fool people, you know, for a few games, but once we're really starting to get into the neck of the NFL season, and we're not even in the thick of it yet, we're not even into bye weeks yet. 
All of these things are coming out. Two is hurt. Roethlisberger slow. Carson Wentz is hurt. Tom Brady, he's a mutant. We know that. Yes, he will star in the next five adaptations of X-Men. We get that. Jameis Winston makes dumb decisions. We know that he looks like he's going to trip over the blades of grass that don't even exist on the Superdome's floor. We know Jameis Winston makes dumb decisions. Like, these are all things we know. The, the king came out this week. Jalen Hurts. Oh, he doesn't make good decisions. He's not a top-tier quarterback. Oh, yeah, we know this. Like these are all. This is not newsworthy. And I think it's just fascinating when we're going into these seasons and people are like, "Oh, this it's going to be different this year." Yeah, it's not. Two is still going to get hurt. Ben's not picking up his forty pace. Carson Wentz. Yes, he's an incredible quarterback. He's going to get turf toe. And the same thing is applicable to teams. The Falcons. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is the year. They got new uniforms. Ah, they're going to be awesome." Like, "Oh, they got Kyle Pitts. He's just going to be incredible." No, they're they're really bad. Matt Ryan is a below average quarterback. The Cardinals, everyone's like, oh, look at Kyler Murray, he can run. Yeah, they won because they got lucky. The Cardinals, look at their season from last year. I'm not dogging Kyler Murray, he's an incredible quarterback. But Cliff Kingsbury is not this marquee general on the sidelines making the Cardinals better. The Cardinals get lucky. Cowboys, behind the times, we know this. Ezekiel Elliott, you're slow, we get that. The Giants, 0-2 for the sixth straight season. A lot of these things, all of these standalone headlines is like, this is news to us. It isn't. This isn't news. We know two is hurt. We know Wentz is hurt. We know the Cowboys are behind the times. They're overpaying people. We know the Giants make dumb decisions. We know the Cardinals are lucky. Like, all of these things are new. And so what did we learn this week? Nothing shocking in the NFL or even in college. Like, these are all the same headlines, and people just can't accept the fact that, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have drafted Tua. Yeah, maybe trading the farm for Carson Wentz wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah, maybe Clay Helton shouldn't have been the guy we hired. Ah, maybe uh, Jim Harbaugh should start taking his rival with Ohio State seriously. Who knows? What did we learn this week? Well, we learned that the Vikings kicking game is going to be forever cursed by the ghost of Gary Anderson. Go watch the highlights of that. We actually learned that Aaron Rodgers is halfway decent and probably should withdraw his name from the pool of applicants trying out to be the host of Jeopardy. Most importantly, though, we learned that even though you made headlines in college football back when people were still watching movies on their iPod, yeah, that was a thing, that does not mean you're relevant today. That's our show. I definitely will be back next week. Unlike Ryan Braun, who officially retired from baseball, good luck getting in the Hall of Fame with those PEDs staining your resume. Not that we should judge you, but baseball sure does have a hypocritical high standard.